0: So, again, let me just say good morning, everyone. Good morning, friends, family, world. We have a very lovely and special guest because you have been crying out to do a collaborative show with a fellow DYM podcaster. Listen,
1: if this was 2012 and we were on an episode of Glee... Somebody says, it's Marcus, all caps, FRANK! We would call this a mashup. What's up? (sighs) This This is a mashup. A morning after... 15 minutes with Frank. Price.
0: you're slightly out of focus, which we we love you. So, this
2: is the smallest <laughs> table. I'm seeing how the sausage no, is made here. No, yeah, this isn't your show. Is. It's not your show. So yeah, you are slightly to be in, in the In I the just, background. I just do my show in, in, my, in the basement in my underwear <laughs> by myself. So there's too <laughs> we, much production here.
1: If I can keep the tie on, we can duplicate that.
2: <laughs> All right. And, uh... Hey guys, I'm in the jewel of Tampa Bay right now. I'm in- Welcome
1: to beautiful Safety Harbor.
2: Yeah, and uh, I just got back from Disney World.
0: You did you Disneyed all weekend? Oh, some of us still had to go to church. Some of us still preached. Hey. Some
1: of us have real jobs, not made-up titles. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm it's
0: just,
2: 2020. We can have whatever title we want, man. I'm just saying, True.
1: some of us didn't have to go to Disney World because we saw Frank's story.
2: I, I'm doing it for you. I did this. I, I posted so many stories the people who either A, don't feel comfortable, even though once you get south of the Mason-Dixon line, no one cares about COVID. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> True people, story. If you wear a mask, they are, there's so much judgment. The safest place in Florida, where it has a half a million positive COVID cases, right? Yep. The most safest place in Florida Absolutely. is Disney World, 100%. I felt
0: safe.
1: They baptize people in Purell. <laughs> I'm I'm going uh, tomorrow. Do they, but before do they we get
0: sprinkle into... or do they dunk or splash? It's I, a bit I, of a splash.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a splash. Here's what you guys need to know. Yesterday was Sunday, and this this right
0: here is the morning after. Mm-hmm.
2: Welcome to the Morning After Ministry Show, a caffeine feud look back on the week and ministry that was.
1: Well, good morning, friends and family. I am Andrew. I'm Tim. And we've got somebody in the middle. You know him. You love him. It's Frank Gill. Well, There's a nice. whole lot of people uh, asking about those shirts. I should have worn mine, but it just wouldn't have looked good with the tie.
0: Andrew, you you don't wear T-shirts often.
1: I wear T-shirts all the time, just not on Sunday or Monday.
0: That's very, very true. Uh, people are wondering, where do we get these shirts? Frank, where, where can we get one of these shirts?
2: Well, if you listen to the Practically Pastoring Podcast, it involves... These three gentlemen, including myself, um, we will be giving away a ton of shirts. We're not selling any of these shirts. We're just going to give away a ton of them. You can hear about it in the next episode Practically Pastoring, but it may involve joining the Facebook group. It may involve reviewing. Wait, we're not
0: selling the shirts?
2: No, we're not. We're just going to give away. Frank,
0: we have not made any money on this podcast. <laughs> well, we
2: have not made any money on any podcast. Well, what, what are <laughs> we doing? Welcome to the ministry, guys. And um, yeah, so... Uh, If you're interested in getting a share, we're going to talk about that in practically pastoring. But, yeah, review the show. Give us five stars, all that kind of good stuff, and and you'll hear more about it probably in the next episode. You know, Frank, wrong show. While you are reviewing
1: podcasts and leaving five stars, I would recommend that you head over to the DYM Podcast Network. Absolutely. And do the same for the Morning After Ministry show and 15 Minutes with Frank because there's just a whole bunch of wisdom.
0: Frank, you need to know That's that your offer. your right. Disney stories might have resulted in a Dairy Prinkert reservation mm-hmm.
2: mid-October. You know, uh, uh, when I was at there, I went to Magic Kingdom and there was like no I, I just started just recording everything I could and then I got messages saying, hey, you need to give us more princess content because their, their, their kids were watching and I didn't film any princesses because I didn't see any. So when I got to Epcot it was just like tons of princesses everywhere, and so I was just like just recording. I'm glad that it was encouraging for people to uh, to uh, see the Disney thing and get inspired. It really is the most magical place on earth. I I can't agree more. Stephanie says
0: I can't hear Andrew. His mask is muting him.
1: I I turned it up a little bit. There we go. I'm looking at our EQ now. It's okay. louder. Just right. know that. This is I, the
0: same problem we have every Sunday morning with my church. We can't seem to get the volume right when we broadcast.
1: It just changes week to week. At least we're wearing masks. Although some of us are wearing masks. Nope, I'm in Florida. I do wow. Um, Jeff
0: Simpson says, what up, fellas? Jeff, nice of you to finally jump on the show, but only because Frank's on here. I Boy see how it neighbor, is.
1: I see how it is. Um, I was talking about all of the wisdom. I don't want anyone to think that I was being serious. We're not here to talk about wisdom. We're here to talk about... The weekend ministry that was, but have a whole lot of fun looking back at it. That's what we do.
0: And every single Monday, if you're new to the show, this is what we do: we get together, we hang out. We're not often serious, but every now and then we have a serious topic. We
1: got some serious stuff today. Today L- we looking we actually do at our stuff. So I'll I'll jump in first. Yep, Tim. Yesterday was, was Sunday. Sunday. Hey, love everything. Yesterday was Sunday, and uh, I set the alarm. I got up about seven fifteen ish. I uh, usually try to get into church between eight fifteen and eight thirty. Dylan was there when I got there. It was great. It was exciting. And uh,
0: Dylan's always here before you.
1: Listen, he lives farther away. It makes sense. So that, that
0: doesn't make sense. I was in the shower,
1: <laughs> scrub a dub dubbing. Do not. Were you doing go. squats? I was. I had, no, that's like when I was trying to be healthy. I don't do shower squats anymore. Okay. Um, I was I was bathing my stinkiest parts. When I was going over the, my sermon notes in my head, because that's what you do on a Sunday morning, and I decided then and there in the shower, less than three hours before I was supposed to be preaching, that I absolutely hated my introduction and my application. So, so were you were you the, the were you shower days, preaching? I was shower preaching. Going very common. Notes. The best sermon. Very common. So For good. Sure in the I get saved every Sunday morning. <laughs> no. It's, it's it is amazing. It's like just as I am starts playing. It's so good, but. Um, and so I decided, like, I no, I don't like this. So I like hurried up. I, I got dressed. I told my wife, I'm like, hey, I'm leaving. Um, you left it, your wife. Well, I leave her most Sunday mornings okay. so that she comes with the four kids and I have peace and quiet as I pr- prepare for Sunday morning. I see. She's a servant, not like my servant. Like she's a servant of. She's God. your servant. No, she's a she wow. serves Jesus by taking care of our children on Sunday morning, and so we love you, Melissa. I I got to church at about eight twenty and i locked myself in the office That's for, early for you. No, it's I mean <laughs> it's not
0: that early. I mean you normally roll around at 8:30, 8:40. Okay, so
1: like 20 minutes, but i tried to get here when the band gets here and uh, i locked myself in the office and of my 2300 word manuscript was which felt a bit short. But still went 35 minutes. Wow. Um yeah. Tell me about it. Um i would say 1400 words were rewritten Sunday morning. Not what i would recommend. A but last minute it happens. rewrite. And like I because so many people are watching from home, um I I was still walking off stage when the first text message came in from an elder saying that was fantastic and I wanted to say, You don't even know that wasn't <laughs> it would have been really good if I would have actually fleshed it out a little bit because I thought of that in the shower this morning. I didn't well, want to give. I mean, a I think there are
0: times when the last-second sermon rewrite is very, very real. I didn't realize that we both had a last-second sermon rewrite on the same weekend. Saturday night, I went and, as I usually do, you're a Sunday morning guy, I'm a Saturday night guy. Sat down in front of my manuscript, usually for one of the last times, reading over it, and it was 23, 2400 words, which is really fine. Where I want to be It allows me a little bit of room to insert a, a story here and there, and I just. Uh, I just felt like the Lord was saying you need to you need to add a little more here. There needs to be a little bit more. More beef. It was actually a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more gospel was kind of the conviction I was getting, and so I, I did that. It ended up being a thousand words. So the manuscript was 3,300 3, words. And as soon as I completed the manuscript, I got a text from a church member saying my husband, who is uh, not a believer, is coming to church for the first time tomorrow. Mm.
1: That, yeah, as, as serious as that is, Tim, I want I, you to know. That it was very serious. Jim Purtle is asking, has Tim ever decided to waffle stomp an <laughs> <the> entire sermon? <laughs> that, I'm telling a
0: serious, a spiritual story, <laughs> and you bring up the waffle stomp, this is the Morning After Ministry show.
1: Frank, are you familiar with the waffle
0: stomp? I don't think I am familiar with the waffle no, stomp. No, we are not <laughs> going back to the waffle stomp. I think we should bring it back. People have made t-shirts. It's, it is it is it's a kind of a cult following is the waffle stomp early, real?
1: Early on in the in the history of the morning after, ministry, I was still a youth pastor. Tim received a text message from a former student who he had not heard from in years.
0: Still love him to this day. It
1: just said something to the extent of, "Hey, I was thinking about you. Do you remember when you told us the story in small group about the waffle stomp? And the waffle stomp is if someone poops in the shower, how do you get it down the drain?" <laughs> And Tim had told this story to his small group of high school guys.
0: I was a wee lad. I was learning the ropes of student ministry. I thought it would be a funny tale. I didn't know know that 10 years later, one of my students, who was no longer a student, would in fact confirm the waffle stomp works.
2: (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
0: We're never telling that story again. Ever. (laughs)
2: I can see why this shirt is. That makes sense uh, yeah.
0: <sighs> My oh, wife is man. saying no, 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 no And Jim Purtle Is starting the Waffle Stomp chant It was
2: so <laughs> deep And so serious How do I follow my
0: Story with I, the Waffle Stomp? I, Thanks, Jim Wow well, <laughs> but, but it's
1: when, when you're When you think You're going one way On Sunday morning And then all of a sudden You have to completely Pivot Pivot um, It's exhilarating But it's also A little bit nerve-wracking I don't know where are you going with this?
0: I don't, uh, nowhere. Are you just I, trying to get away from the waffle I'm stop now? I'm trying to get away from <laughs> It's okay. not going to work. Everyone's already thinking about the waffle.
2: I'm trying to bring it back it's to gonna preaching. It's not going to work. Well let, me, well, let me see this. Frank's
0: <laughs> face. That's all everyone is talking about. <laughs> just watch my mask off,
2: man. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like... You talked about, I didn't have a lot, so I preached this past Sunday, and I know, you know, oh, I preach once, you know, every two or three months. But Frank, we'll get there. Yeah, but I actually, Must be tough. I, I, um, <laughs> I, would, I wrote a sermon. I, I had to preach on the fruit of the Spirit, and and obviously with the current circumstances, preaching on the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit
0: of the Spirit, not fruits. I, fruit of the Spirit. Joy, right? not plural.
2: Correct. And as I was writing Peace. it, for like, you know, the couple of days leading up to it, it was a really Patience. angry sermon. Have you ever like written an angry sermon? Oh, I've, yeah. Where you're just like picturing a couple people and like, we need to hear this. And I called people selfish babies
1: once. <laughs> you did not. I did. I can't believe that. I
2: had to rewrite that sermon uh, a day before. Um, we do sermon evals, so we're like we evaluated by other staff members before you can actually push the sermon. What are and other I
1: staff members?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> explain. I'm sorry, I feel guilty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. I feel guilty to make sure I'm sorry. What <laughs> are other staff we'll members? We'll have to, Dylan, you'll have to read my sermon manuscript next week. I'm sorry.
2: I mean, someone needs to approve it. Wow. Someone should approve Andrew's sermons. I love it. But all, all I'm saying is, it wasn't a last-second sermon rewrite, but it was a pretty significant, like, 60% of the kind had to be rewritten because the Holy Spirit was convicting me. It happens. That it wasn't as loving, gracious, sure, demonstrating kindness as the fruit of the spirits really are. Fruit of the spirit.
1: What about gentleness and self-control? All that stuff.
0: All of that stuff. Stephanie says, Tim, I like that your Jamie Frazier accent came out. Look, we've been binge-watching Outlander. I, I can't help it. I just find myself breaking out in a Scottish accent and looking up what things like the Brock Turoff means, and I, I'm Googling a lot of things. I'm just learning a lot right I've, now, Andrew.
1: I recently started to binge Umbrella Academy. It was Ooh, I've heard great things.
0: Um, Is it good? It's good,
1: but it's also uh, and maybe it's because the Rays played three games in 72 hours. True. Or four it, games in four 72 games. hours. Yep. Really, it was four games in 50 hours, but I was to, kind of to the point where I was like, I could watch another episode, but sports, sports, or maybe just the lack of sports for several months has maybe not care as much to binge things. I Yes. I, we're,
0: we binge usually from about 10.30 to 12.30, so I'm, most of my sports are over by that time. I am
1: into season two of Umbrella Academy right now, and it's exciting because there's Ellen Page, so if you like Juno, and if you thought that Dick Ontarly was exciting before he got eaten by a dragon after two episodes of Game of Thrones... Um, those are, like, the two main characters.
2: Yes. Umbrella Academy is a weird show, but it's a good show. I haven't seen season two yet, but it's a good show.
1: Uh, I saw Pogo as a baby monkey. Let's Alan Gifford says,
0: there. I kind of understand what you're saying, Tim. Jim Purdle says, for real, not Waffle Stomp related. Thank you, Jim. Do you ever feel like it's okay to aim for a person or a few people with at least part of your sermon? I Right now, just preaching to... Make, just well, don't no. make eye contact with no, them. No, but <laughs> seriously, with our crowds so much smaller, like, how can you not? Yeah. Like I know that we had a couple that just moved uh, recently, and they're they're in town. They told us they were going to be coming to Lakeview, and they were here yesterday. And I I couldn't help but have a you know a spot in this sermon. I said, or maybe you just went through a massive move as a family. And I looked mm-hmm. right at them. Like I, it's hard not to because I kind of feel like I'm like back at youth group in some ways because the crowd feels like a youth group crowd.
2: Because people are holding hands under their jackets. <laughs> one time, hey, I got one time in my in, in, my, in my first church in Tampa. Uh, we had this head covering phase where a bunch of women started wearing head coverings and uh, I was sitting in the like back Lauren Daigle style? No, like uh, First Corinthians 11 style No, oh, they're Okay like, <laughs> but Much like, more appropriate Yeah, yeah But then I remember one time this husband went up under the head covering and started scratching his <laughs> wife's head and it felt like the most inappropriate thing <laughs> <like> I've ever seen <laughs> It made me so <laughs> uncomfortable I felt like I was watching a youth group couple holding hands under a blanket watching a movie It was the weirdest thing on a Sunday morning to see.
1: <sighs> That's. Oh, man. I know. It's
2: weird.
1: Yeah, that would be really weird. That would be odd.
0: Frank, Andrew and I have been wondering this for a while. We figured it'd be the appropriate time to ask this question since you're in front of millions of people right now. The millions. Uh,
1: uh, there's literally dozens watching this. Dozens. Movie, but...
0: we, we know what senior pastors do. We, we know we have to, to preach week in and week out. We so know what youth pastors do. We we've done the youth pastor thing.
1: Collectively 25 years doing that.
0: We've got a fellow youth pastor in the room right now. So the the question on the table is, what do campus pastors do all week?
2: It's a good question, <laughs> <laughs> especially since COVID. I'm like, what well, I don't even know. <laughs> um, I mean, like in, in my church, uh, we have a senior pastor, and then we have four campuses that each have a campus pastor. So I get to be in the preaching rotation, which means there's about four people who preach um, in rotation each week. And so there's one sermon that's simulcast all the campuses, and so I get to preach. So that's great, but um, my job is to pastor the people at my campus. So that looks like hospital visits, that looks like having, you know, counseling people, marriage counseling, all that kind of stuff. Basically heavy on the pastoring and less in the preaching. And the, the this could be good for some people. It's it's having all the responsibility but no power. Does that make sense? Like okay. like if your campus succeeds and fails, you feel the weight of it, but you don't have any actual power to change anything because that comes from up top. But you have some nuance in, ser- in terms of like community outreach. Like I get to choose what schools in the community I get to come alongside. The, the, some of you guys know I do a food pantry, so we get to we have a food pantry that we serve. So there's a lot of like community outreach and pastoring people, but there's like less administration that you guys right. probably deal with on a daily basis. See, I've
1: I've always said that the problem with hiring pastors, and especially from you know we're youth pastors who have become lead pastors, sure is that. People, you know, they get your tape, they get your, DVD, they get your DVD, they find your YouTube, whatever it is. Your tape. They they like who you are for 30 minutes at a time with a microphone in your hand or a microphone strapped to your face. And then they're like, hey, I like the way this guy preaches. And then there's 39 and a half other hours during the week when you're not preaching. <laughs> and the reason that I think so many youth pastors like – you know, we I, I don't know if laugh, but whenever there's the 26-year-old youth pastor in the DYM Facebook group, that's like, hey, I've been, you know, I got really good feedback on a sermon I preach. I think I'm ready to be a senior pastor. <laughs> uh, Tim and I always screenshot that and send it to each other like, oh boy. We have who's, good laughs. Who's gonna, who's gonna tell them? Because <laughs> so little of actually, of practically pastoring. <laughs> good segue. That there? Uh, so little of pastoring happens in just that half an hour on Sunday morning. So I feel like in a lot of ways... The, yeah.
0: So, Frank, have you, Tyler's wondering, have you read, uh, have you read How to Lead When You're Not in Charge?
2: I, I definitely have that book on my bookshelf. I haven't opened it yet. It's on his bookshelf. bookshelf. just as
0: good. It counts in practically pastoring. I mean, mean, as you can see, all these books, books Andrew has not read. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have opened every single one of them. (laughs) He's, he's cracked them. Frank, how many campuses, uh, does Epicos? Uh, said it. We have four Ooh. campuses. Okay. Pay attention. Um, and I'm just I'm, recapping, and, and
2: my campus is the newest campus okay. that we just launched. Great. Mayfair Road. That's right. It's the Mayfair Road. Boom! Campus. I pay attention.
1: <sighs> you do. It I'm it's a different. friend. I love it. And a friend's a friend forever.
0: That's, well, only if but, the Lord's the Lord of them.
1: Well, what I was saying is, I feel like what Frank is doing is a whole lot closer to leading a church than what you, you know as a youth pastor. Like, oh, I teach every week. And then it's kind of a baptism by fire when you if you move into a lead pastor role, because there's so much that's not just preaching that goes into pastoring. I will
2: say so the the, the preaching side of youth ministry actually probably didn't help me a ton when it comes to preaching in the main service because there's much more nuance. You, like, focus on, like, slang and, like, youth <laughs> culture and stuff like that. <laughs> right. And so you kind of get, like, in this bubble in youth ministry when you're teaching Because you're literally focusing on, what, four to seven years of a person's yeah. life where, like, somehow now you have to write messages that... The, the whole life cycle, right? Like how do you how do you write a message for to relate to the seventy year old and the seventeen year old? Like it's so it's so broad. But seventy year olds, you're in Florida now. Yeah, I am in those, Florida. Those, now. Are, those are the young people. You're, you <laughs> need to go to mid nineties. All right. But I will say the actual like getting in the, the the mess with students that is probably what translates most into campus pastor, senior pastor world, where it's like, yeah, that student who is who is dealing with sexual identity that student who has you know a divorce in their family like those details are the details that you have to wrestle with that really translate well into um pastoral ministry as a campus pastor for sure
0: well there's a lot of pastoring outside of preaching but before we jump into our final topic of the day we need to tell you about some of our friends dym university hashtag train your team. Get everybody thinking, breathing, and reading the same exact thing. When it comes to training, there is no better in the game than DYM University. Instant training for you and your leaders. Give Central. Centrally Centrally give. give.
2: Frank, what do you have to say about Give Central? It is an all-in-one place where your church can uh, do giving, registration for events, all this stuff. It was created by a good friend of ours, Fadi. Uh, I think if you're looking for an all-in-one place to deal with the finance part of your church, check out Give Central.
0: We are a proud, 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 proud part of the DYM, of the D-Y-M, D-Y-M Podcast Network. Network. There's, There's
2: s- so many, many shows. shows, and you, and you should, should check, check them all out. out. They're all wonderful. You guys shared an umbilical cord once or something? This is really weird. <laughs>
1: Uh, We did not share an umbilical cord because I am five years older than Tim. He's a toddler. He is a It was a very long cord. It was a very, very long cord. But uh, we got a bunch of good friends in the DYM Podcast Network, and we would love for you to go check out all their shows. I would say, especially today, go check out 15 Minutes with Frank. It's good stuff. Thank you.
0: So we've we've been on this topic of pastoring is more than preaching. There's a lot that happens... uh, monday through saturday even sunday afternoon through saturday if you want to get technical i was at lunch yesterday with my fam i know what yeah. you're saying is about to get serious. it's going to get real serious so, so do you want, want to de- you, before can, we go you there
1: jim Pertle's comments because your screen is bigger than mine
0: <sighs> jim purdle so right okay he's he's jumping on board here so right about the pastoring happening mostly not from the stage uh there was a post this week about quote i feel like my gifting is more in the area of speaking to larger groups end quote I actually don't think the guy was being egotistical. I saw that, and but a bit on the inside. it kind of made me smile. You get you get good feedback from a crowd, and there's a lot more. That's a lot more fun dealing with two influential people in your church who are fighting over coronavirus conspiracy theories. Not so much fun.
1: <laughs> no, not a whole lot of fun. I feel like we should <sighs> I start can't. a new master class called Pastoring the Crazies. It'd be really fun.
0: I just I don't know what to say anymore. Like I, I've, tried, I've tried to address it from stage on Sunday. I, I'm not as vocal about it on social media. But the, the constant, I, I just I don't know what to do. Can, can I give a... Like the conspiracy theory from Christians is just killing me.
2: It, do you guys do book recommendations at all? Yes.
0: Every single week. Frank, Every single you week. apparently don't watch the show. We all, we don't all don't read really. these books. Every we,
2: time I see the notification on Facebook about the show, I actually unsubscribe. Um
1: so this week we have After <laughs> Jesus The Triumph of Christianity. It's a
2: it's a reader's digest book
1: and it's got pictures.
2: Nice. Hey, so there's a there's a <laughs> book called uh The Art of Pastoring. I recommended it the other day on my on my other show, but it's uh it, it it's a book that actually challenged me when it comes to pastoring. Like even the people you think are the crazy conspiracy theorists or just the really aggressive people, it's like The more we are we are acting like jesus for our people the more like it affects them and affects their walk and 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 i think 99 percent of pastoring isn't so much preaching it's walking alongside people with a lot of junk and a lot of mess so that's that's why and andrew has another book recommendation
0: another another wise word from a campus pastor and speaking of book
2: recommendations bible humor top top seven lists I I try to put at least
0: one of these jokes in every sermon.
2: Yeah. So So, uh, Andrew's an influencer. uh, He is good.
0: He is absolutely an influencer. I was
1: asking for us to bring it back. So we've got the top seven uh, biblical candies. Let's hear it. The top seven (laughs) biblical candies. This is exciting. The choice of the Trinity. Clearly the three musketeers. Ooh. Created on the third day, there's Milky Way. Okay. For those undecided souls, Twix. The saddest favorite, Snickers.
0: (laughs) Those jokers.
1: For the spiritually immature, sugar babies. (laughs) Candy bar of the tribulation, Payday. (laughs) Okay. And the choice of the redeemed, lifesaver.
0: Nice, fantastic. That's uh, a fantastic
1: lists. It's a great book. Gotta have it.
0: I appreciate the the levity there, boys. You can. uh, Shall I continue? I've had two. Be deep and serious. I've had two serious stories. I don't. I don't know how we're going to handle this on the show. It's because Frank's here. He just makes me want to act like an adult. I guess.
1: Also, it's not. Someone said something about the Andrew's mustache. I just didn't shave this week.
0: You mean you didn't shave this morning? That is one day's growth, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. (laughs) I wish.
1: I wish. Let me tell you, it's a good reason to wear a mask.
0: Joshua only reads books with pictures. Jim, Andrew, I feel ready to pastor now. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. You're
0: welcome. Matt Mosley, I always say I've seen the senior pastor gig from backstage. Why would I want to do that? Well, here's why you might want to do that. I was lunching with my fam yesterday. Uh, I got a message from a sweet, sweet member of our congregation. They have been members for, I, I, I think it's well over two decades now. And she said, Tim, can you, can you come by immediately? My mom is, is it's about to die. So we've been, we've been praying over, over this, this sweet, sweet lady for, for a while now. And she was, I mean, she's in her mid nineties, was in her mid nineties. She was literally at our last church work day, hmm. moving things and helping pressure wash wow. in her mid nineties. I went over uh, to her house bedside manner read Psalm 23. You texted 23. me
1: that like, hospice had just left. Ha- I, I was you, texting you, like, Andrew in route. You has, passed hospice in the driveway or whatever.
0: Hospice had just left. I, I went in to, to read some scripture to pray. As I was reading scripture, uh, she didn't open her eyes, but a smile came over her and she just started to to pray out loud while I was reading scripture. It was a really beautiful, sweet, sweet moment. And then the daughter was just so thankful and I just stopped her and I said, i it's an honor for me to be here. So that, that is one of the the joys of pastoring to be there uh, for people um, at the beginning and as well as at the end of life, a life well lived life celebrated. And she said um, the first thing she wants to do when she gets to heaven is have dinner with Peter. I'm fine with that. So I I think last night that is exactly what she did after she embraced Jesus. She probably had a nice dinner. It's probably a big house.
1: Lots, lots of rooms.
0: That's big old table.
2: Lots, lots of food.
0: She might have even played some football.
2: Or power washed. You know, I think when I was when I was transitioning out of student ministry, my biggest insecurity about becoming a senior pastor was these moments. It's like, what do you do when the woman comes in and has a miscarriage and she talks about her baby mm-hmm. and like that feels super heavy. But like one thing you learn, and I'm probably you probably experience is that you walk into those spaces and you're like. I just need Jesus to talk to me right now and to give me the words because there's nothing inside of me, right? Yeah. And and those moments, when you walk out of those moments, it's like, it's better than any sermon because yeah. you got to, to really walk with someone in a pivotal part of their life and that's one of the last memories she's ever had and it's incredible.
1: The first ministry opportunity anybody ever gave me, the church that I grew up going to in Palm Harbor, about 10 miles away, uh, there was a little... Twelve bed assisted care living facility down the street and they had called and called and called and asked for our church to do some kind of a sunday service there for the peep for the residents and so of course the deacons went and set it up and after two weeks like let's give this to the youth group and so me and two other (laughs) high school boys were then in charge of the nursing home service at the white house assisted care living facility off of palm harbor or off of nebraska avenue in palm harbor and um It was some of the best ministry training I had ever received Mm -hmm. and I was 16 hanging out with, you know, people at a nursing home, but it's amazing the kind of relationships that can be built in moments like that and the kind of trust and, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Someone read my mind.
0: Well, Jeff Kokenhauer just realized Frank is here and he is through the roof right now. Yes, Jeff, Frank is here.
1: Frank. Jeff his name. us not this Is like really deeper personal. Let's, moment, it's I mean, okay because I. Not authority, but just um. I don't know it, it. If you sit with somebody in a situation like that, sure. That you have the permission to speak into their life, or you know the daughter's life, right. For forever, that's a moment that. It it doesn't matter. You could be Billy Graham in the pulpit. But the credibility, there's what I was looking for. That's the the word. The credibility that you gain in moments like that. Street cred. The street cred. As a pastor. Is untouched and unmatched because pastoring is not preaching. And preaching is not pastoring. But being with people in the big moments of life is pastoring.
0: So how do you honor those saints? How do you honor those people who have walked with Jesus their entire life? They have loved him and served him well. Uh, she literally told me that she has um, never missed a sermon. That I've, I've, I've been at Lake for 10 years. She has not missed a sermon. The first sermon that she missed where I preached was the day she died. Was yesterday. The day wow. she died. So how do, you, how do you honor a life like that in the church, in the body of Christ? Does it happen on a Sunday? Does it happen throughout the week? I, I don't know. I am kind of looking for some tips there. that person
1: certainly can find their way into a sermon illustration or 12. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the story about pressure washing in the mid-90s um is can certainly be in there, but I also think just the way that I I don't know and we haven't talked about this, but now I don't know what the funeral plans are and funerals during COVID are a whole other nightmare. Right. Melissa and I have each lost a grandparent since this all started, so wow. it's been we've had the first-hand experience of, wow – this is an odd time to be planning a funeral, mm-hmm. but the way that you, as a church, celebrate, I think, that's a hey, hey, praise team. If someone needs to take a Sunday off, that's fine. We want you to be here and playing hard at this at this memorial service. Um, mm. You know, uh, we, we usually have the lawn cut and everything for Sunday morning. We want to, you know, sat the the Thursday afternoon funeral or whatever it is. We want to show how much we honor and value this person. Because you know, it's the what gets celebrated gets duplicated, and so here's a. Hunter is w-
0: dropping nuggets today.
1: That's not mine. That's been
0: used. Golden by nuggets. Here's some Chick fil A sauce. Enjoy. I like
1: barbecue, but what?
0: Both. No, I'm a... side chick-
2: by side. Chick fil A barbecue only. The honey no. roasted barbecue. No honey roasted Kermitaka only on, on the
1: grilled. Please, oh, you
0: dip the fries in the barbecue sauce. This show sauce. takes so many
1: quick turns, guys. Fries from serious <laughs> <to Starbucks laughs> <laughs> Gosh. But but I I think you celebrate. And you, and you celebrate every bit of it. Like, the, the faithfulness to the end is something to be celebrated. Because even if you look through the canon of Scripture, how many people were faithful for a season or how many people were faithful till the end, and you, you celebrate, you know, here is... A, you know, we, we say a life well lived, which is funny because our original sponsor for the show was... Dignity, Dignity Memorial. Home, a funeral home. Um, and so I don't want to steal their slogans, but you can celebrate a wife... A, a wife... <laughs> I'm sure she was a wife. She was a mother, mother, a a wife, wife. mother, daughter, sister, friend. Uh, You can celebrate a life well lived. And by pointing to the glory that she gave to God and say, here is, here is what the goal is. Here is what true faith lived out for decades. looks like.
0: Well, Andrew, I'm sorry to interrupt, but Jim says your tragic sauce choice have just negated all the credibility you were building with that pastoral Mm -hmm. wisdom.
1: Oh, hang on. Do you guys remember like three years ago? Chick-fil-A announced that they were getting rid of their original barbecue sauce recipe. They're like, oh, we've got this all-new smoky barbecue sauce, and they changed their barbecue sauce until there was a, like, a public outcry to bring back the original barbecue sauce. And then it turns out it was all just a marketing ploy. It was like new Coke. They got rid of the good barbecue <laughs> They got rid of the new barbecue sauce they, or they got rid of the good barbecue sauce so that we would spend a few months being like, oh, gosh, this new stuff is terrible bring back the old stuff so we all appreciate
0: Andrew dreads. says he doesn't wear t-shirts on Mondays because he's better than us. No,
1: I, Tim <laughs> the truth is when we started doing ministry together, you looked and smelled homeless and Still I looked, do on, on occasion and I looked like a preppy nerd and then did you he, got a haircut. Do you still have dreads? Yeah, when, when we started he like, just like, when we started doing DYM stuff together, he had first gotten the dreads They were, they were they, freshly they were, locked They were very skinny white boy dreads, did not look good um, now, did you ever tell you about
0: the time Prop made fun of my dreads?
1: <laughs> yes. Propaganda made fun of your dreads? Nice. We can talk about that later. They, they, were, hear that. they were not good dreads at the beginning. They so were not. It was very easy <laughs> to distinguish myself from Tim. And so then uh, <laughs> at, at the time, I think when the first meeting that we had with Doug and Josh, Doug said, well, the one of you looks like Point Dexter, and the other one looks like uh, oh, cool. I'd buy weed from you. <laughs> <laughs> And so I just kind of have leaned into the, uh, and also I like to wear ties. You just like to reminisce. I'm wearing je- I'm wearing jeans. No one, can, uh, no one can hear you, Dylan. You don't have a microphone. This but way. we can <laughs>
0: see him. You can hear me, and that's all that matters. At at some point we might give him a microphone. It just depends on his behavior over the next few weeks.
1: He's still in the 90-day probational <laughs> period. I can fire him whenever I want.
0: Jeff, you don't miss the dreads. I still have one. I'll bring it in next week just for you. Ew.
1: <laughs> it's fun. they, it's, would, they would smell really bad the
0: was, one that I have does not stink <laughs> Stephanie says hey I worked hard on those dreads they were a work of art yeah. she helped she, keep I, those locks clean I remember clean.
1: when we first moved into the house that we're now you guys came over and like, went swimming and you were using oatmeal shampoo on your dreads in my pool
0: when you get dreadlocks wet, if they don't properly dry, it smells like wet dog for three weeks. I'm familiar. I've been around you a lot. That's true. <laughs> Remember that car ride where it was wet dog <laughs> the entire oh, time? Was bad. That <sighs> Sorry, was Frank. Bad. That was a lot of inside, a lot of inside jokes there. In-
1: inside baseball. That's what you call.
0: Is that what you call it?
1: Yeah, inside baseball is like when people are talking about something that's particular to that institution or whatever. It's a thing. You can look it up inside baseball. <laughs> Apple
0: cider vinegar, not oatmeal. Stephanie says.
1: The <laughs> shampoo that you left at my house for like months. Maybe it was just dog shampoo. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Andrew, it's it's eleven forty eight. We have to enough. take. We have to take Frank to one of your favorite establishments. We have lunch. a surprise for you. Wait, has Andrew I, told I you? No. I haven't, okay. I good. don't know where we're going. You follow our our Instagram stories. We will. We will. We, we will d- we document this. Like
1: one possible lunch no, plate. no, this we, is
0: it. You said okay. you were so excited to surprise him. I was so
1: excited because it was delicious. And we been, had an entire text thread about this. i been there one time. It's amazing. I don't want you to say I've never been. <laughs> Just kidding. It's going to be great. Here, guys, here's what you need to know. Next Monday, we'll be here. We'll be back. We'll be uh, waxing eloquently about the weekend ministry that was.
0: No one will be waxing anything.
1: <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> Frank will be uh, back in Wisconsin doing whatever it is a campus pastor does.
0: Just
2: living, living my dream, uh,
0: at Disney World, uh, with a hundred Insta stories a day, and I watched every wait, single wait, one. Was,
1: no, on his Epcot day, his first stories got deleted. He had, you know, there's a
0: hundred story limit, right? Yeah, I you know. hit it, bro. I know, I hit it. I, I know you hit it. It was awesome. <laughs> Andrew and I were taking bets on will he hit it by 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. I
2: didn't know about the hundred story limit, and then I was like, where are the other stories at? And yeah, then, oh, it was wow. a great story. It's, it was great. It was amazing. <laughs> we love you all. We'll, we'll see, see you, you next week. week.